0: uh,
1: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week seven edition of the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, where every Tuesday, mostly every Tuesday, we try to make it our goal to get together on Tuesday and talk about the DraftKings main slate coming up on Sunday afternoon. And of course, who I'm talking with is not myself, even though that would be a very good conversation. It is Pierre over on Twitter, at wee 31 I am at Lofinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today. Hello, Pierre. Good Tuesday afternoon to you
0: happy tuesday Wes. it sounds like you're losing your voice a bit so maybe you have been talking to yourself a little but uh yeah it's tuesday back on schedule this week uh week seven this is this is flying by it's crazy uh we're looking forward to diving into some plays on a what looks to be a pretty ugly slate at first glance
1: i uh, think i think we have 10 games 10 games we got to talk about Pierre. we can stretch this out for two hours I bet you we can. Uh, No, we're not going to do that. Uh, But, hey, are you okay? I mean, are you hurt? Because everybody in the NFL is hurt right now. I don't know if you had to get rushed off to the hospital like some quarterbacks. And look, I'm not trying to make light of this stuff. I'm glad everybody seems to be okay. They're all going to survive all those things. But man, what a week of injuries we had out there, Pierre. Just just plague full of injuries. All my teams, I had been able to skirt <laughs> past injuries. And then this week, it was just one after the other after the other. And I was like, oh, that's a, I'll be okay. At least I'm okay in this league. Oh, there's another one. Oh, that is it, just, it was
0: horrible. It's been insane. It's been insane. And so hopefully these guys can heal up, get healthy, and there's not too many season-ending type of injuries. But in fantasy, like your 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 redraft type leagues and those type of things, this is where you're you're kind of grinding it out at this point. You're looking at waivers, trying to find some of these backups, uh, hoping to have you know some depth on your your actual roster so you can plug and play uh, certain guys because that you know bye weeks are here too. In addition to the injuries, but that's why I like daily fantasy because it's a clean slate, clean roster every week. I don't have to worry about it.
1: Well, speaking of daily fantasy, that that's one of the contests we're in. It's kind of a weekly mm-hmm. fantasy, I don't know, daily fantasy. The baby bowl. You did pretty good in the baby bowl this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was a uh, top ten. I think I was third initially. I think I fell down to seventh, but hey, a good showing. I'm 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 on the outside of the, the top ten, looking up. Uh, still, we got what half a season, a little bit more half a season left, so mm-hmm. plenty of room to make my move. And you, you were up there too, I believe, at least initially.
1: Yeah, I was. I, I, I honestly, Pierre, I just don't, I, I don't know where I am in a lot of leagues right now at this point. I mean, I do, <laughs> I check so it and I on. see, well there is, and I just. I just don't pay attention. You know, I don't, I, I don't know. I do know I'm eighth in our contest this past week, which was just really pitiful. I just a pitiful showing for me, Pierre. I don't even it know. It wasn't I bad,
0: like, man. Like, if you look, it was one of the the tighter weeks that we've had. So um, our guy, Dirty Craig, oh, Craig took it down again, back-to-back weeks. Dirty 6'6", uh, 13 with a 163. But you even look, like, look at the, like, look at you, for example, at eight. You were, you were 13 points away. From, from first. Uh, from the podium itself, you were only nine points. Uh, that's like a catch and a, a touchdown uh, to some extent. So, so it's just really tight from from kind of top to top number one to about eight or nine. It was really, really close, uh, which was really good. We had Sabres-Bills come in second. Wake Border uh, came in third. They both had a 159. But with Craig in his first-place lineup, uh, went with Trevor Lawrence, uh, had Raheem Mostert, who was popular for everyone, Alvin Kamara, Calvin Ridley, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. on the other side of Ridley and Trevor Lawrence. Drake London had a good showing. Uh, Logan Thomas, your guy, didn't didn't come through.
1: Nothing. Uh, Zero. in
0: Vikings defense with the big twenty-one against your Bears.
1: That means it's his week this week, right? It's his.
0: He graded <laughs> out so well.
1: He graded out so well. Uh, Atlanta Falcons are terrible against tight ends, and he, and he gives you a big goose egg. I. That
0: was pretty uh, bad. Like I punted the position. Like Kobe Parkinson, and he outscored Logan Thomas four to one.
1: <laughs> That's not funny. I put Logan Thomas in a lot of lineups. I put, hey, he was
0: I, in the winning lineup for Craig, so it still worked out.
1: It, it, yeah, Craig takes zeros and beats us. He's just, he's challenging now. Good job, good job. But hey, let's get into this uh, slate. I fear I'm struggling. Uh, I, you're right. I've been coaching homeschool volleyball, and I've been yelling at the kids, you know, get out there, dig, 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 (laughs) stuff like that. I I always encourage them strongly. So we do have a a 10 game. What? What?
0: Encourage them strongly. That's good phrasing. That's really good phrasing.
1: (laughs) It's fun. It's really, really fun. Well, our first game is Detroit at Baltimore. I don't even have the things written down. I am am doing, we're usually doing this on Thursday, so I put everything off this week, it feels like, Pierre. So just give me, tell me what the point spread is. I'll catch up to us.
0: We've done this like two weeks on Thursday. Every other time it's been Tuesday. Point spread, uh, 42 over under. Uh, Baltimore favorite by three at the moment.
1: 42 over under Baltimore by three. Wow, at home. Oh, This is this is an interesting matchup, though. Yeah. I've been thinking about this one. I didn't write down the point totals. I've, I wrote down all the games and everything. I started the process, and I just haven't been able to finish the process. But this one is really interesting because, of course, we have David Montgomery, who has been injured this past week. And, and boy, I had him on a lot of teams, here. Oh, I had him <laughs> on a lot of teams. And uh, <laughs> that was really crucial. And, and we got Craig Reynolds now possibly going to step in, or do you think Gibbs is going to be held? enough to participate. And if he, even if he does, last time Gibbs went out there, mm-hmm. it, it didn't really light it up, you know?
0: He did. And I think he'll be back. Um, 6,300 is a tough price. Uh, last time that, that Montgomery missed, he did see 17 carries. Also saw two targets, around 20 total touches, which is pretty good. But I mean, you got to see some type of explosion, separation uh, for him. Uh, it'd be tough. I don't know if I'd play either him or Reynolds. I play Reynolds if Gibbs is out. It's 4,900 for for Reynolds if no Gibbs would definitely be in play. But if Gibbs plays, I think you you might have to avoid these, these running backs for Detroit.
1: Yeah, I don't mind Craig Reynolds. I think he's still going to be like that goal line back. Uh, Detroit always seems to have that goal line back. I don't know if he's going to mm. be able to get to 15 like we would like him to at that $4,900 price range. So it might be one of those things if we don't do that. And and Pierre, I, I, I it may be wishful thinking, so I'm going to put this out there into the universe. Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell might be a <laughs> running back that you need to stash. He just came off of IR. The kid is really a, 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 a swift runner, just seems to be one of those running backs that the Ravens typically like and mm-hmm. justice hill hasn't ran away with that job gus edwards is gus edwards but so so keep mitchell might be one of those guys on waiver wires that you can stash and and if it plays out that way you know just i'm putting it out there in the universe
0: <laughs> yeah so i saw you tweeting about him too when he finally became active so be yeah, an interesting call like you stated you know gus and justice haven't really taken off uh, they released Kenyon drake um, a little bit earlier today so that even lightens the the running back room a little bit there as well
1: Yeah, it really does. Over on the quarterback side of things, Pierre, I saw last week myself uh, on, on the old television screen what the Detroit Lions ended up doing after David Montgomery got hurt. They they put the ball in Jared Goff's hands and said, "Go win this this, this game on the road," which Jared Goff doesn't typically he do, does not, right? But, but I mean, he was ball control guy. He he looked. He I was sitting there and I was like, "Hold on, wait 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 a minute here." This looks like Tom Brady out here, and it, that's what it did. He he did a fantastic job, and I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do that against that Baltimore Ravens offense too or defense as well. Uh But it's Jared Goff. He's on the road. 6400 it seems like a bargain compared to last week, but I don't think it's two weeks in a row here, bud.
0: And yes, same prices last week. The the road warrior kind of was shocking. Again, threw for 353, two touchdowns. Had not been the case. Um, has averaged 14 points on the road over the last two years. Uh, but, I mean, he has a really good offensive coordinator and Ben Johnson. A lot of, lot of teams were after him uh, before he returned to Detroit as the OC uh, for their head coach position this offseason. season. Uh he got I'm on Ra Brown, I'm on Ross St. Brown back. Yeah. So he's more comfortable, I'm sure, in the offense himself as well uh, after coming over in the Stafford trade. So a lot of things, you know, stacking up for Goff's good. Can he do it again? I don't know. Um I, I still want to look at the two years worth of data that says he can't. Uh <laughs> but sometimes they, you know that people change and they improve. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Baltimore's a tough place to play.
1: It is a tough place to play, and especially with how they control the ball. And, and keep piling up first downs, and that's what mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is really good at at 7,600. Uh, going against this Detroit Lion defense, it seems to be a little bit too pricey for me this week. I know Lamar can do it. He can get there through the ground. He can get through the, there through the air. But that wide receiving core, outside of Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews, is, is nothing. I like how they consolidated all the targets and all the passes and everything, but yeah. it, it just doesn't seem like he has any place, really, that he's particularly going. And they just kind of milk the clock, grind it out, and that's what they do.
0: Yeah, they're grinded out type. He's only throwing it about 30 times a game, which you want to be up in the 40s usually when it comes to your quarterbacks. Um, he is running the ball. Um, he's getting you, you know, roughly 50 or so on the ground, averaging about eight to nine attempts per game. Uh, so what he can do with his legs really helps you, um, especially if he can run some into the end zone. Uh, he can start to get to that ceiling that you need for that $7,600 price range. Lions' defense have been solid. They obviously got Aiden Hutchinson, you know, Mm -hmm. on the edge, rushing. Uh, They've been pretty good in the secondary as well. The total, I mean, it's not great at 42. Uh, But, again, a lot of these aren't great, so you might just have to try to guess and get on one of these lower um, over-under type games and hope that it can come in above it.
1: Any particular flavor there between an Andrews and a Laporta that you favor?
0: Uh, I'm always going to lean on Andrews. Uh has had some pretty good games. Um, I'll give you that. But uh, still a rookie um uh, on the road, as we mentioned. Uh even himself, he's got some early home road splits. His two bigger games of roughly 20 plus have both been at home. Uh he's only averaging 8.7 on the road right now, uh, three, six games, whereas Andrews been more consistent. You know, price tag's pretty similar, you know, given the the talent, how how quickly Andrews was going and most drafts from, from a tight end position. So I would lean Andrews even for the, the $400 more.
1: Yeah. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders versus my Chicago bears 37 <laughs> and a half point total for this one. The Raiders are on the road favored by three and, and they don't have a quarterback and neither do the bears. both of them are hurt. <laughs> right? And so, I mean, uh, okay. Uh, if it's Aiden O'Connell, I like that. If it's How Brian Hoyer, I don't know that I like that. You know what I mean? And, and, I am is it a beignet? What what in the world do I have starting at quarterback for my Bears, Pierre?
0: Tyson Banget.
1: Who's Tyson Banget? Tell us he's a little a, bit
0: about him. So he's a he's a rookie. Um I saw his combine a little bit just because I like to watch the NFL combine and obviously oh, you're I was such watching a degenerate. The, you're I was such watching the quarterbacks by oh, come on, quarterback. and, you know, he's out there with Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Uh but um he looked pretty solid, you know, honestly. In the in the combine, but that's different, you know, throwing in shorts in a t-shirt. So I believe I believe he went undrafted, if I remember correctly. So yeah. you guys just kind of picked him up. Yeah, undrafted, he was yeah. he was B two a little bit as well. Uh, Shepherd College. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's tough. He looked a little overmatched <laughs> when he came into that game against the Vikings. But yeah. I mean, he also rushed it in a little bit. So who knows? Who knows? I know. I know, don't, I mean, I know, I know what this guy is. You know what this is
1: getting? The NFL experience is getting to be, I, I remember, I'm old enough to remember watching replacement players. Yeah. In the NFL, when the players, when you know, when the NFL players went on strike, we had replacement players. That's what we're watching this week in the NFL. We're watching a bunch of replacement players. All of our fantasy teams have got replacement players all over the place on them due to either injury or bye weeks. You know what I mean? This is this is crazy to watch all this stuff. A Benye, a Hoyer, O'Connell. Why are we talking about them? We're talking about their defenses. Which defense do you like best in this game year?
0: Yeah, uh, probably the Raiders. Um... Because even if it's Hoyer or, or O'Connell, I, I feel like they're, they're a bit more talented um, than Beijing at the moment. A bit? Um, but it's just, I don't I don't get it. So you got, like, a guy like Carson Wentz. Like, he's a free agent right now. Yep. And he's not on the roster over, you know, a, a Brian Hoyer over a Tyson Bajan, agent. So I don't, I don't understand the the NFL sometimes and how they work. I don't,
1: I don't, I have no idea either. I'd agree with you. The Raiders are the much, look, this is a possible Raiders stack game. You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, like a sneaky one, this, I know this game total is only 37 and a half, but you still yeah. have Josh Jacobs who has all the carries in the world that you want all the dump off passes in the world that you want. The Bears have got nothing on either side of the ball right now. I know O'Shaun Johnson may be back this week. Uh, I think him and Foreman are going to end up splitting carries probably at this point. Who knows what's going on right there. Uh, Jacobs looks like a good one in this one. Devontae Adams has been disappointing over the last couple of weeks. But this looks like a get-right spot against the Chicago Bears, Pierre. And we've seen him excel no matter what quarterback is back there for the Las Vegas Raiders or for any team that he's on. It, it, they need to get Adams active and involved in these games, right? And and, and Devontae Adams want his numbers eighty two hundred. I think he's going to go off.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's in a spot where he can go off. I think he will need O'Connell to do so. Um, even like the, the last start that O'Connell had, he targeted Adams, I believe, thirteen times. Um, so he he gets you that volume. I'm not sure Hoyer will will kind of do that ball bo- that volume just to Devontae. Uh, Being a vet, he more just kind of spreads the ball around some. Um, So you would probably want Aiden O'Connell if you want to go with Adams. I do think Jacobs is in a really good spot, either or, um, especially without Garoppolo there. They're going to lean on the run uh, quite a bit and give him his touches, his carries, which he's had, you know, 30 uh, total attempts um, and opportunities last week. He had 25 the week before that. He had 28 the week before that. So, He's getting into form. You know, he held out early on. I missed some of the camp. Starting to get in the form. So I do like Josh Jacobs. Even if the Bears stack the box, like the you mentioned Devontae yeah. Adams, you got Jacoby Myers, there's receivers that can open things up for Josh Jacobs.
1: The Bears stink. <laughs> my favorite play in all this game, though, is Michael Mayer. Right? Am I saying yeah, it right, Mayer? It is He's yeah, my Dame. favorite player. Yeah. 20, twenty. So he's going close to home. He's going close to home on this one. Uh, Chicago's a big Notre Dame a- a alumni play, kind of place. 2,700 for him. Last week he was uh, had six targets, five receptions, 75 yards, no touchdown, but yet got to 12.5 DraftKings points here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming on strong, and we always hear that narrative about a young quarterback, which O'Connell is, or a backup quarterback and Brian Hoyer, who doesn't have tremendous arm strength. Maybe he's looking for that tight end a little bit more.
0: Yeah, he kind of had his coming-out party. He was one of the top rookies. You know, coming out of the draft, along with, you know, Kincaid, along with Laporta and those types. You know, Michael Mayer was another one. Saw 81% of the snaps last week. Um, good amount of target shares. You just hope that continues. You hope it's not a one-off, but he seems to be kind of supplanting Austin Hooper, which I thought would probably happen in camp. Uh, but with rookie tight end, sometimes it takes a little longer. So good to see him starting to get a chance.
1: Another under-40-point total right here. Cleveland at Indianapolis. Cleveland yeah. is favored by two. Sorry, we got to go back. Let's get these two games out of the way, Pierre. <laughs> Cleveland is favored by two, and this point total is 39 points. One good bright shining light in this game, though, is, I will say it, Gardner Minshew. All right? Because he threw the yeah. ball so many times, it is against the Cleveland Browns yeah. defense. That's, that's one problem. But I'm telling you, San Francisco went into Cleveland sleepwalking. I mean, they they were sleepwalking through that game, man. And, and they just, you know, they didn't wake up. Big victory against the Dallas Cowboys the week before. They go into Cleveland, and they're just sleepwalking. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of the yeah. things. So I don't think Indianapolis is going to do that. 55 attempts by Gardner Minshew at 5,200, Pierre. If he could just stop the turnovers and connect a couple more times, he's going to hit that value easy.
0: Potentially. I don't see him throwing it 55 times again. Um, I would ask, honestly hope they get the, the running game involved, uh, not just with Jonathan Taylor, but also Zach Moss. Um, just to, to kind of take some pressure off Minshew. A lot of short, you know, short game type of passing work. I think it was because the defense of Jacksonville Jaguars were in. They kind of stayed in the base defense that whole game. Um, but Cleveland's Cleveland's defense, I feel, is just so much better than the Jags. So it's a, a more difficult spot um, for Minshew this week. I mean, it's indoors, which which is going to help some to, to kind of limit, you know, when you look at wind and, you know, the weather elements. You only need about 15. I do think he can still get there. Uh just need a couple, you know, big plays, maybe a screen that goes to the house, something along those lines to, to get him there. But I felt like he was in a better spot in his revenge game at Jacksonville mm-hmm. than he was this week against the Browns right now.
1: Yeah, Cleveland really does have a tough defense. I'm just looking at those 55 pass attempts thinking something's got to give, you know, if you throw the ball that many times. And maybe the giving is just <laughs> means you're giving out interceptions again. I don't know. On oh, the other, that was sorry, bud.
0: uh <laughs> you're going through it too. So we're in together.
1: Yeah. Bears <laughs> going through it. Coats going through it. Scoot over, Pierre. I'm in the ship too. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson probably back. I mean, I don't know. His shoulder injury sounded a little bit more serious than I thought. But PJ Walker yeah. didn't play terrible. I mean, it's just. It, it, Mari Cooper says, "I don't care who's there. Just throw me the ball."
0: Yeah, um, Walker wasn't bad. He had a couple – he he probably had a couple bad throws that should have been interceptions that kind of mm-hmm. went in his favor. Um, I do think Deshaun will be back uh, from the sounds of it. They were kind of planning for him to to kind of come back against the Coats. If so, you know, he's in a good spot. You know, Coats' defense is really just giving up points through the air. Uh, Grover Stewart, uh, one of our big D tackles, got suspended earlier today for PDs. Uh, so we'll be missing a guy on the front seven. Good price for Deshaun, 5,700. You're only needing about 18 points from him, and he's gotten that basically all but one game so far this year. So if Deshaun is, going, is a going healthy, then I definitely think he's in play at a pretty good price tag against the Colts.
1: I would like Amari Cooper on that, even though he's on the road, not at home, but he's in a dome. So I'm going to I'm gonna give a little pass to all that stuff, uh, that mm-hmm. narrative, because I'm out on Elijah Moore. I'm out. I'm done with <laughs> Elijah Moore. You sit there and you look at some of this stuff. In week four, this is one of the funniest things. He had one rush attempt. You know that's what Elijah Moore is. He's that jack of all trades, right? One rush attempt for negative twenty yards is what. He <laughs> yeah. how, how do you do that, Elijah Moore? But if it's not, you know that's what we got to do. We got to go to Cooper and we got to go to David Njoku too. David Njoku against this Indianapolis Colt defense, which is pretty weak against the tight end, looks pretty tasty at thirty four hundred.
0: Yeah, Njoku's not bad at thirty four hundred. Um, I do think Cooper would be the play if you want to pick one. Um, 6,100, still a solid price tag on him. Uh, Elijah Moore and Donovan Peoples-Jones are both on the field. Um, They're kind of just running wind sprints when it comes to Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's not getting many targets Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason. But, I mean, he played, you know, 80% of the snaps last week. He's played, you know, 87-plus every other game as well. So, I mean, if you want to get a little different or, or have a cheap type of play, uh, to go with Watson, for example, he might, might want to take a shot on on Peoples-Jones and hope that he gets more than you know three to four targets. Uh, but I think the safe bet would be Cooper, and I wouldn't mind a Joku if you needed to, to punt at tight end or, or go a little cheaper at tight end. Well, that
1: Browns defense is 3300 Great yeah. for redraft, too, by the way, since they've been on the buy already, and they're just really strong. You know, and that's a good well, price.
0: Coach's offensive line has been banged up a bit. It is Minshew. He's not mobile, so I like the Browns defense, even against uh, my team.
1: <laughs> Buffalo at New England. Looks like a letdown game for Buffalo, is what I would say. This looks like a letdown game for them. <laughs> Was their last game not a letdown game? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's against the New England Patriots. So it's, it's. you know, uh, here, here's here's what I'm, this is, the, the New England Patriots are so bad. It's, they're yeah. just so bad. They kind of came to life last week, but I don't think they're going to be able to replicate some of those big plays that they had. Man, I had Zeke in a lot of lineups too, Pierre. I put yeah, yeah. Zeke in a ton of lineups. Yeah. And that 75 yard touchdown, they got called back. I was like, ah! yeah, That's brutal. That is brutal. Forty-one and a half point total on this one. And the Buffalo Bills are favored by eight and a half on the road. Pierre, who we, uh, can we just stack up all the bills against the Patriot defense? I know that we typically would would shy away <laughs> from that, but man, they're going to be at some good scoring opportunities.
0: So it, it could be a unique, a new, unique week to play the Bills, um, especially Josh Allen. Uh, for one, people are going to look at that forty-two over under and be like, "Oh, no thanks." But twenty-five of those are are going to the the Buffalo Bills. There's questions about his shoulder. I, I think he looked okay myself um, after he came back out of the the medical tent against the Giants there. So 8,200 for Josh Allen. If you're going to play him, I think you have to pair him up with Diggs. Uh, it's a lot of money to do so, but if Josh Allen's going to have his boom type of game, you know, Stefan Diggs tends to come along with him. Uh, and it could be a way to to kind of get off of what I'm expecting to be the the chalkiest game, which will be probably the last one we talk about uh, this evening. But Yeah, I mean, it's tough because Belichick tries to take away your top you know, weapon, which is probably probably Diggs, but he hasn't been able to (laughs) in recent. You know, look at last year, he had 704 in a touchdown, 26 points, uh, seven for 92 in a touchdown, 22 points. So he hasn't really been able to take away Stefan Diggs. So if that's the case, I think he can play him and Allen.
1: I do, too. And uh, regardless of what it is, I mean, Stefan's going to come close to that hundred yard mark. You know, it seems like every every single game. I don't. Is it it, because you have to predict them uh, nowadays? Is it is it a Gabe Davis game? I don't think so. Okay, can we go back to a Kendrick Bourne who had a bunch of targets and receptions last week?
0: Maybe you want to watch the news on uh, Juju. Uh, So Juju and Demario Douglas both missed last week. Uh, So just pay attention to the, the practice reports. If they're both out again. Yeah, I, I think you can go back to Bourne or maybe even Devontae Parker, uh, especially if this is a game where they get behind again and have to throw the ball. Um, but if both of those guys are back in, then it gets a little muddy.
1: Uh, one thing people have been able to do against Buffalo Bills, that's been able to run the ball, right? And and I think that they like to do that to try and keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hand and to keep that offense on the sideline. I well. Last week, the New England Patriots run game came alive a little bit. You know, it, a, it broke out a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Stevenson and Elliott, though, I don't think there's a big difference between the two of them. I know Stevenson's going to catch the ball a little bit more, but Ezekiel Elliott still has plenty of bounce in those legs, it seems like to me. At $4,800, i like running back to that one one more time.
0: Um, I don't mind, Zeke, but I, I would go with, with Um Only $800 more. I, I feel like he's more talented than Zeke at this point, honestly, and he's more involved in the passing game. Uh, if you expect the the bills to kind of get out in front, which I think many do, given the team total, then oftentimes you want the running back that's going to be able to get the the pass catching and the dump offs, which uh, last week that was Ramondre. saw six targets caught five for 24, um, 18 points. If he can do that again at 5,600, you you'd be very happy. So I don't mind Zeke because um, he is getting, you know, some work, some volume, uh, but I would prefer Ramondre for just 800 more. I think
1: teams have figured out the New England Patriots game plan, and that's to you know, get the ball to the tight ends, right? Hunter Henry especially had a good year last year, was kind of touchdown dependent and all, but he started off this year very good as well. But over the last several weeks, he has just fizzled out mm-hmm. Uh It just fizzled out. So I'm just saying that because people are, you know, people have a tendency to have a long memory when it comes to something like that, but I'm out on Hunter Henry as well.
0: Their whole offense is kind of fizzled out, but yeah, I agree. I'm out on, I'm out on Henry. OK.
1: All right. Very good. Right, let's go on to the next game here. Washington. Oh, Washington at the Giants. Really? I mean, we got to watch this <laughs> I, one. Too? I told you
0: it's a brutal slate. Man. Oh,
1: hard. man. This one is tough. 39 and a half. This is under 40 points as well. And you have the commanders on the road favored by two. I've heard Daniel Jones's neck injury is pretty severe. And they're afraid that if they, he gets hit one more time. I mean, you're talking about a a paralyzation type of thing, type of injury where you may have to have a rod put in there and stuff. I can't remember the other quarterback that had that done uh, years ago, but I mean, it's career-ending stuff, is what it oh is. My goodness. I didn't yeah, it was no, that bad. So that no, no, what, uh, maybe maybe it was one of those Twitter accounts spreading false news, but I don't think it was. <laughs> uh, but regardless, I thought it I'm was
0: right, on the K. Adam show today. I think I don't think that's the case, but I mean, you never know.
1: Yeah, I'm probably. I'm probably misled, Pierre. I'm an old man on Twitter. You. I'm probably misled. Uh, but if that's the case, let's just yeah. say Tyrod Taylor's playing again. If it was my neck, if it, I'd be like Jimmy Garoppolo. If it's my back, I'm not going back out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and for a while until I know I'm absolutely fine. If it's my neck, I'm not going back out there either because I, I don't want to be running around in a wheelchair all of my life. You know, nothing wrong with running around in a wheelchair. But at the same time, if you have yeah. the option of not, maybe you just don't, right? Tyrod yeah. Taylor didn't play terrible. He, he got the offense involved, almost walked off, I'm not going to say with a victory, but from a DraftKings standpoint, it was almost a victory, especially for those of us who uh, have uh, Waller in some redraft leagues. <laughs> it was almost a victory, but yeah. it quite didn't come up there. What about you in this game? Sam Howell, to me, at 5,500, he's put up big numbers lately, but the New York Giant defense kind of came alive last week.
0: Yeah, the Giants defense hasn't been hasn't been terrible. Their, their offensive line's been what struggled. And, and when they do that, they kind of put the Giants defense in a, a disadvantage. just <laughs> because they're on the field a ton and they're yeah. on the field on the wrong side. So bad field position coupled with being on the field. So that's been the the tough part for the Giants defense. But I felt like they've been serviceable. Um, both of these teams are pretty bad right now. I wish they were against better teams. Um, I would love, you know, for Daniel Jones of last year to emerge and, They'll be able to protect him and being able to play him at you know that fifty six hundred dollar price range. Um, I would like to play Daniel Jones against Washington. Uh, Tyrod, maybe. I mean, he he didn't look bad like you stated, uh, other than the audible um, right before halftime to the run play that kind of <laughs> ruined their whole scoring drive there. But I mean, he can he can scramble with his legs. He he ran five for twenty four. We know Daniel Jones can scramble. Uh, they're starting to play their younger receivers. A lot more, Rondell Robinson and Jalen Hyatt, both were second uh, when it came to um, routes um, and snap count. Uh, I think just behind Darius Slayton when it came to wide receivers. So they're, they're getting their young bucks out there as well. So I really I really want to, to potentially play some Giants, depending on the quarterback situation. I'm not sure I'm going to be playing any of the commanders. Um, I don't mind how he's been. He's been solid um he only needs again 18 he's done that all but one game so he he can get there he, he can he can get you what you need uh it's just hard to know who it's going to go to in order from a stacking standpoint he's used Curtis Samuel you know McLaurin mm-hmm. finally got a little bit involved Logan Thomas wasn't involved when he was involved a couple of weeks ago so he has too many weapons quote-unquote <laughs> a little bit to to know who to kind of gear towards but I mean, given their price range, this game could be a, a place to go for some salary saving.
1: It looked good to have Saquon Barkley back out there and getting so many carries and so active active in the offense last week. At 8100 it still seems like too big of a price to pay, though, for him.
0: Potentially. I mean, if it's Tyrod again, they could lean on him even more. Uh, he got 29 uh, total opportunities there, 24 attempts, five targets. You got to expect that, again, the longer he gets healthy, you know, those will start becoming more more surplus type of targets. So I don't mind him just because of the volume that he's getting, but I think there's probably a little bit more um, that you can do with those that can save you some salary.
1: Brian Robinson, it's not the Brian Robinson from last year that we remember. And if you think about the offensive coordinator from Kansas City, they they never had the great running back stuff anymore in Kansas City. You know what I mean? Like they just yeah. put that to the side and and they really leaned on the quarterback. They really you know the wide receivers and tight ends and and the it seemed like the running backs were just kind of secondary and everything. And that's what it feels like in this offense as well. At fifty eight hundred, he's too much for us.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't want any of those guys either, Gibson nor Robinson.
1: Okay, and if, so is it
0: a, Dotson
1: has done nothing. Forty six hundred. If it was zero, would you put Dotson on your team if, if he was a zero? If he if he cost oh, yeah. it zero. He's
0: he's so talented. That's the whole thing. Like he's talented. He was talented at Penn State. I, I knew he was gonna climb and go in the first round. I don't I don't know why he's not getting utilized. I can't say I watched a ton of the commanders games, but I mean I, I think he's better than Curtis Samuel, who's been more involved here recently.
1: I think Jalen Hyatt needs to be rostered on teams. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if he's mm-hmm. not rostered in redraft or anything like that, he needs to be rostered on teams. And I think he is a great $3,000 price guy this week. And I think he's going to be like that until his price goes up. He has been at, out there, a little more active, a little more involved. Would have had a bigger uh, DraftKings total last week if the play wasn't, you know, botched yeah, there at yeah. the end by the referees. So, Jalen Hyatt is one of those guys on my radar.
0: Oh, yeah. I liked him at Tennessee. Again, this is where your salary is going to come in because you got Wandell at 3,800. Darius Slayton, you know, he's still looking solid at 3,700. And then Hyatt at 3K for a commander's team that really gets beat over the top. If you can get someone with Hyatt speed over the top and actually get the ball to them, uh, he could, he could, one play could basically pay off his salary. So I'm with you. I like Jalen Hyatt this week.
1: If I was a New York Giant defense, guess what? I'm not letting Curtis Samuel get in the end zone. That's all good. (laughs) You Go ahead. You got other guys out here that can try, but I'm not letting Curtis Samuel free. I'm doubling him up near the end zone is what I'm doing. So that's, I'm just not going to let it do it. And at 4k with that kind of attitude, it seems obvious that they like to get him touchdowns.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's a good underneath guy. So, I mean, he's, he, he wasn't bad. I remember him in Ohio state, they utilized him some at Carolina, but he got hurt. I'm sure he's a Ron Rivera type. Um, I think Ron Rivera drafted him so they're going to they're going to get him involved as long as he's still on the field and healthy. Waller has been terrible, it
1: feels like. But then when you look at when terrible? When you look at his numbers, he hadn't been that bad for a tight end, you know? But 5K on DraftKings seems to be a little bit too much.
0: A little bit, but I mean the Tardis' last 2 weeks have been helpful, 11 and then 7. Um he's he's probably their top pass catching threat. So they need to get him involved. He he's a couple plays away from touchdowns. He's getting held or or dragged down that are preventing some of those ceiling type games. So I wouldn't give up on Waller just yet. I think I think that time is coming where he's going to get you that that twenty point type of outburst.
1: I have him in one league, and I'm really debating on dropping him because I'm I'm like two and four in that league, or whatever however many weeks we are. I'm two and four. That What's the of point sand? in dropping him if you're
0: that that sorry anyway? It's
1: because because I don't give up on a season here. <laughs> I don't. It's a, it's that standard league which you got to predict touchdowns right, and then you know uh, them, it's a, it's, a, it's just terrible. It's terrible. That's when one of
0: those top teams to pick him up, then he'll start going nuts. As no, soon it, as you dropping.
1: <laughs> no, you're right. And I can't trade him. I've been trying to trade him. Here, take him. Take him. I'll take your dirt over <laughs> here. But but here's here's my game plan. If I if I drop him in that redraft league, I'm gonna play him on DraftKings because sure enough he's gonna go off. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> you got know, <that's> a
1: hedge. <laughs> <You gotta> hedge. <laughs> <laughs> uh the defense is wow. Giants are only 3k.
0: 3k with Sam Howell
1: yeah. on the
0: road. That's not yeah, bad. Not that's bad. Not... Even commanders at 35. I don't usually pay. Paid up that much for defenses, but right around that 3K range, as I kind of talked about last week, that's kind of been where the the top defenses come from. I think the Vikings were exactly 3K last week for their 22 points. So right around that range of 3K is where you want to be, and that's exactly where the Giants are. And again, the Commanders are just, what, 3,500, a little bit more, but still in that 3K range.
1: Atlanta at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another point total under 40. Mm. This one is at 38 points, Pierre. 38 points is brutal. what this one is. Yeah, no, it is in a brutal loss, but I'll tell you what people have been asking all week long how how, how long how long is he going to stick with uh Desmond Ritter how long and, I, and I'm like dude uh, Smith is loyal he he had Marcus Mariota under center for 13 games last year <laughs> you know I mean it's, yeah. he's loyal he's his guy and and Ritter I I'm, I'm going to be honest he doesn't play that bad he has some what what what's the technical term uh brain farts I think he has some brain farts out there on the field yeah. uh and it's but he, does, he doesn't play that bad and for us from a fantasy standpoint he gets he can get there through the air and he can get there with his legs.
0: He can, and that's where you that's what that's what matters. Like so you look at the tape, he doesn't look like that great of an actual quarterback. But from a fantasy perspective, he's he's scoring points. Um and that's what you want. And I, I think he'll be probably a little popular uh this week. I'm pretty sure he was in the millionaire maker winner winning lineup last week or this past week, uh, with his twenty two point eight, um, paired with Drake London, just because you know he saves so much salary um, where you can obviously pay up at different positions. Uh the, the caveat, he's another one of these home road splits. So again, grain of salt, but he's, he's averaging 17.7 at home. He's only averaging 8.4 on the road. When you yeah. look at his home games uh, this week, this year, uh, 22.3 against the Packers, 29.1 against the Texans, and a 22.08 against the commanders this past Sunday on the road, eight, Um, Against Carolina, seven point three. Against Detroit, nine point two. Against Jacksonville, this is a road game, so I'm probably going to stay away from Desmond Ritter. Could back bite me like it did with Jared Goff, but those are just the trends that you have to follow.
1: No, and the home road splits are are completely. I mean, you talk about the field conditions and everything, especially in Atlanta. Those things are set up for speed kind of stuff, and that's where they practice. You know, on the same kind of field type stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and, and 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 Tampa. The field always seems slippery in Tampa. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems slippery. Speaking of slippery, that ball seemed to slip out of Baker Mayfield's hands a little bit. On last Sunday, he had a boo-boo on his finger, and it only mm-hmm. gave us eight DraftKings points. We can't go back to a Baker Mayfield against this kind of strange Atlanta Falcons defense.
0: I mean, you can. I'm um, not sure I will, just because I don't I don't like the upside of Baker. But when you have guys like Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin that you can pair them with, you know they can do some of the work for you. You know Mike Evans can take one to the house. Chris Godwin can you know take one across the middle. So when you have that type of talent, you can play Baker at his price. Um, again, fifty three hundred is not too bad. He's put up you know, twenty plus twice, um, sixteen um, in week one as well. Again, that's the five times that you need, or three times salary that you need. Will I do it? Probably not, but you can you can play him for sure.
1: Well, Detroit's a stingy defense, too. Detroit's pretty good on defense. And he he did, and I let you say that, he did miss a couple of deep shots against, with Palmer, and I think Topkins was one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, it was just so close. It was so close. It just felt like the timing was off after the bye week that they had the week before, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it's, Somebody's maybe, got
0: to do something. Right now we've only talked about Josh Allen.
1: <laughs> no? No, and, and – and... <laughs> No, and, and we're talking then about Ritter having the bad road game, so maybe that's going to put them in a good offensive step set, situation, and neither one of these running backs, Rondell White or – Keyshawn Vaughn, who who had a lot of opportunities to me last week. Whenever you look at the box score, it doesn't seem like it. But, man, he was out there on the field a lot whenever I was watching that game. And I think he actually started, if I'm not mistaken, over White, unless I tuned into the game in the, on the second drive instead of the first drive. I don't know. But neither one of those guys seem like they're going to be able to do it against the Atlanta Falcons defense. So maybe they, they, we'll have to lean on the pass a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I'm not big on Rashad White this week. I'm um, surprised that Vaughn's kind of been backing him up. Uh, I thought it'd be Sean Tucker, but last couple weeks has been Vaughn. But probably stay away from the, the running backs on the Tampa side. Don't mind B. John still on the other side. It's tough, tough matchup against Tampa. Big Vita Vay in the middle. So I probably won't go there. Um, but I mean, I don't mind him just because he can get some targets. Uh when it comes to, to Tampa, though, it's probably just Evans um or Godwin uh, that you want to go with with so Baker. Atlanta. Ooh, Drake London, man, like if if I have to look at the percentages that that Tampa runs man coverage versus zone, um, Drake London's really good versus man coverage and gets target versus man. Uh, I know Washington ran a lot of man, and of course he he went nuts a little bit uh, against Washington. So if Tampa's a man team, which usually they're not, you know it's called the Tampa two for a reason. Um, usually they're not a man team, so I'd probably stay away from Drake London if that's the case, and I think Pitts and, and John, who are still being played, tight end.
1: Yeah, London almost gave us a
0: 30-point banger last week, yeah. Pierre. Against, yeah. Man coverage, you want to play Drake London.
1: Yeah, I just remember somebody getting ridiculed on this very podcast when they said that Drake London, <laughs> I, he had him scheduled
0: for 30 points last week. And Yeah, he, he, you yeah, he, he, he were right there, Wes. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize for my Transgressions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, all right. Enough of hooting my horn. No, tooting my horn. Uh, hooting my horn? A tooting my horn. Pierre Wilson over on Twitter is at pewee 31 and you can follow me at Loafinit on Twitter. Don't forget to follow show at FI Today. And then go ahead and slap those stars around on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the show on. And please, 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 please uh, leave a rating. Leave, please, leave, leave, leave
0: some please, please. Is that James Brown? Please. Yeah.
1: Uh, Pittsburgh at Los Angeles Rams. We can talk about James Brown because it's a lot better than talking about these games that we're having to talk about this week. We're trying to find diamonds in the very, very deep rough. Hey, we're back
0: in the 40s in this one. Let's go.
1: 44. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are at home, favored by three points. Talk about a disappointing team. The Rams just feel disappointing. Don't they? I mean, they're they're slinging it around. It feels like they should be able to score all the time. And they just don't. They just don't. I mean, it's You know who did
0: score? Huh? You know who did score? Uh, Cooper Cup scored. Cooper Cup scored. No matter what, seven for one forty-eight and a touchdown. Never fails. But yeah, I did think they they'd do a lot more than what they did. Like they play fast, and I know the second half they kind of went to the ground game, which I think that's going to be the the question mark of this game, and probably the the most intriguing piece on the slate. You know that situation.
1: Yeah, oh yeah yeah with uh Williams having the hurt ankle if I'm not mistaken Rivers got a messed up ankle or a hamstring or groin or something who knows Rivers
0: has a PCL issue with his knee and Kyron yeah. has a I think it's a high ankle sprain um, so right now you know Zach Evans who, who came in and kind of got the I think the four touches that were not you know Kyron or Ronnie Rivers last game is 4K which is minimum salary at the running back position. Um, so I expect him to kind of just be locked and loaded if both of those guys miss again. The the hiccup is that the Rams keep signing all these all these vets. So they they called up Royce Freeman from the practice squad. They signed Darrell Henderson Jr., who is a former Ram, uh, to their practice squad. And they also signed Miles Gaskin off the, the Vikings practice squad, <laughs> which will put him on the active roster since he got signed off another team's practice squad. So they're trying to ruin this 4K Zach Evans that everybody was going
1: to play. Yeah, well, and anyway, I'll, I'll remind everybody of Marcardo, who everybody had in their lineups last <laughs> week. You know, So it's one of those things that we probably just want to stay away from that situation, and you and I alluded to it, that we just don't know what's going on. Yeah. So just don't take the chance. And, and let's face it, he, with those four carries, what would he get, five yards? Something like that? Very I mean, brutal. yeah, so, I mean, it's not even worth the 4K. Really, you could throw away your tight end position rather than throwing that one
0: away. But if he's getting fifteen to twenty for, for minimum salary,
1: I mean, he ain't he ain't gonna do that. They'll throw the ball a hundred times before they give the guy fifteen I'll or see, twenty. Potentially, we'll see. Ma- Matthew Stafford at six thousand five hundred at home looks like a little juicy spot for him. But man, he just it, he just hasn't had the juice to go along with the spot. You know, <laughs> <He's>
0: <laughs> that's going, what I it, said last week. Like he was he was grading out the best. I think he was probably the highest owned quarterback last week as well. But he just doesn't have. That ceiling, he's going to get you 15 to 20 usually. He didn't even get 15 last week. He got like 13. Yeah. And I felt like they were flinging it. Like, he's throwing the cup. Yeah. got Puka, you know, 2-2, trying to get involved. And it just couldn't do anything. So I don't know. I need someone that can get me 20-plus. And he's he's not doing that these days.
1: And neither is Pickett. So on to the running backs. We've talked about those guys. Najee Harris or Jalen Warren interest?
0: No. Just
1: to see how that backfield shakes out is what I'm interested in. All right, so it's Cooper Cup no matter what at 95. No matter what, you how, got how it. Does, how, does, how does how does he do that? With, with Stafford only putting up 13 points, how does he get 30?
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, he, he got nine targets. He caught seven of them. He even tweaked his ankle um, in the back of the end zone early, so I was glad he came back in because I, I have him locked and loaded per usual. Um, Puka dropped one, but, yeah, Cooper Cup's just – he's good, man. Like he's one of the best receivers oh, in the NFL for a reason, and people forgot. Like when you when someone's been hurt, they've been banged up, they don't play. People kind of tend to forget about how good they are. Then they come back, and you're like, oh yeah, that guy's a stud, and that's the case of Cooper Cup.
1: The good thing with Puka and Cooper is that you know they do have a lot of targets between the two of them, yeah. and I think it's I think you can go back to Puka Nakua that low total. Here at six, but like you said, Pierre, he would have caught that touchdown. That would have bumped him up to twelve already, mm-hmm. if not even more, because he he dropped the pass too. So he would have yeah. been back up there in that fifteen twenty point range, possibly by the end of the day. Um, that's I think we can go back to him, especially with a price drop like he had down to seventy six hundred. He hasn't been this low since week four.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's coming down a bit, and if Cup continues to to kind of do his thing, I think Puka's price will continue to trend down some.
1: What about Deontay Johnson? Maybe his first game back? Five uh, K?
0: Um, I mean, if this game can can put up points, I know the Rams like to play fast. Um, at least they did up until they were running the ball all the second half last game. But yeah, um, Deontay Johnson and Pickens, I think, are both in play um, in this situation and inside. So you don't have any win factors uh, indoors there in Los Angeles. So this could be a sneaky game for some fancy points which we're, we're lacking at most of the 1 o'clock game. It seems like it.
1: Higby is one of those people that we just are off the radar now with yeah. those two wide receivers. He's not even getting involved. But Pat Pry- he he's interesting to me at
0: 3,900. Uh, I got to see his I, – uh,
1: I know he's questionable, yeah. but – Hamstrings I,
0: I, are just so tough, man. Like He's been I, I an off enough.
1: week. You know, he's hitting he off week. Okay. He's,
0: he's had an off year.
1: Oh, well, yeah, That's true. <laughs> that's true. Arizona at Seattle, Pierre. This is you know, it's your favorite guy. Your favorite guy, it feels like this year is Gino Smith. You keep going back to that well time and time again. <laughs> and he this game total, once again, 44 and a half point total. Gino is at home, favored by eight points. And uh, I don't what's the implied total? I have 30 over here on odd score.
0: Um over under 44 and a half. I got Seattle with 26 of those. Okay.
1: All right. So just about all of them. Are you going to go back to the Geno well, or is it such a high point total? Well, it, uh, such an advantage for Seattle at minus eight. Does that mean it's a Ken Walker game?
0: Yeah, I think the latter. Um, okay. I think it's a Ken Walker game. We just saw what Kyron Williams did against these these areas. They were going to Cardinals front seven. So I do like Kenneth Walker a lot this week. 7K, still a good price. Price range, he's getting you twenty plus for the most part from a, a, a touches standpoint. Uh, if they're ahead, that should help even more. Um, as that's not been the case uh, last week against the the Bengals, I, I do like Gino too. Um, he's just priced in a range where it's hard not to like Gino each week. Um, he tends to be six k or lower every single week. And when you got you know Metcalf and Lockett, you know he's capable of putting up some some big totals. He's in the same spot that Stafford was in last week. Um, so can he maybe take more advantage of it? Uh, a lot of a zone. Both of these teams play a, a ton of zone. Um, so I think Lockett will be the the receiver I prefer to to go with Geno if I do play Geno. But I'll, I'll probably lean Kenneth Walker uh, myself in my bills this week. Okay,
1: JSN's had a lot more run lately. You, you don't yeah. want to. I mean, he's you know, good.
0: I don't know why that he's not getting the ball. They they
1: got to get him a touchdown. Eventually, you know what I mean? They just they just got to get him involved in that. But
0: and once again, it's Ken Walker week, so I don't want to <laughs> just say that. felt like a luxury pick. He was one of those like luxury draft picks. You got Metcalf, you yeah. got Lockett. And unless you like were planning on getting rid of Lockett or moving on from him like that, the Jackson Smith and Jigba pick didn't make much sense other than it being a luxury pick. This does not
1: feel like an overlooked spot for Seattle, you know, like over the Arizona Cardinals. It feels like Arizona has caught some teams off guard. Yeah. And now the NFL knows, hey, these guys are a try-hard bunch. So I don't know that Seattle's going to go into this overlooking these guys. And I think especially this defense for Seattle, that seems to have come alive a little bit. You know, I, well, not, yeah. not every week, but it's <laughs> come alive a little bit. It's going to really give these guys a hard time for Arizona. Uh, with that being said, I, I, McBride, Trey McBride, seems to have taken over the Zach Ertz role. I don't know why that is or how that is. I don't know if Zach Ertz is feeling a little pain, if they're looking to trade the guy or whatever. But five targets last week, four catches, 62 yards, 10 DraftKings points. And over the last couple of weeks, Zach Ertz just is a little, little bit depleted, a little bit going down, <laughs> doesn't have the yards per depth anymore. So yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just it's just a – Well, is it's well, well, not
0: getting the, the eight to ten targets that he got a little early on. But, I mean, he got five targets himself. Mm-hmm. McBride just did more with his five targets. I know Earth did have a, a drop that led to an interception, like batted off his hand. So that could have played a part of it. Um, but given the, the zone coverage, I think that the uh, Marquise Brown um, is in play yet again. He's basically got seven plus targets every single game. I don't expect act to the stop. He's gotten, you know, 10 targets at least and four out of the, the five games that they played so far. 5,300 price Price tag's not going anywhere, uh, so I don't buy him for that, especially if you want some correlation and you do play anyone on that Seattle side. And then uh, Rondo Moore, you know, he's seen uh, five and then seven targets, uh, five targets out three of the last four weeks. He's also getting about three touches, you know, in the backfield, whether he did something with him or not, I don't know, but uh, 3,500 for for Rondo Moore is not bad either. But I think um, if I play a Seattle player, which I probably will, I'm just going to kind of run it back with a uh, Marquise brown on
1: the other side yeah seattle defense is the player i'll probably be playing on that green bay at denver at denver hey, looks Pat like a, yeah after a bye week too they get to go up to denver and play against this defense you talk about a denver team that's been really really disappointing I think from a standpoint, and they just they they're not they're not gaining any traction. Pierre, the yeah. Green Bay Packers are coming in there as one point favorites with a point total of forty four and a half. The Denver Broncos have been good for fantasy on both sides of the ball. Do you think that's going to be the same thing this week?
0: Uh, I, it all rides on Jordan Love, and I say that because his his last couple, he's like held on to the ball like crazy. Um, that didn't seem to be the case. Like when the season first started, those first three games, he was making his reads. He was getting it out. You know, obviously there's more film only now. So defenses are probably adjusting, but he just seems to be holding the ball and not comfortable unleashing it. Hopefully against a team like the Broncos, he can, he can unleash it a little bit. Uh, but I'm not going to hold my breath just because what I saw against the Raiders, what I saw against the Lions, it wasn't really great. So it's a, a tough situation, but, Again, he, he can play someone just because the Broncos' defense have been that bad.
1: I like Aaron Jones if he ends up suiting up. If he ends up playing, this injury with his hamstring is really Hamstrings, gotten Hamstrings, I'm telling
0: you, yeah, are tough. Well,
1: 6,800, though, you got to throw him in there. If he's not, I don't mind playing A.J. Dillon either. He played pretty well last time.
0: Eh,
1: really tough competition that he had either against Las Vegas. <laughs> but still, I, I wouldn't mind playing A.J. Dillon.
0: Yeah, I don't like playing Dylan, but I mean against the Broncos, D. If Aaron Jones is out, that's definitely someone you can go to. Uh, gives you a little bit of a salary savings. Aaron Jones plays. You got to hope that he gets, you know, uh, a good plethora of snaps. Um, six thousand eight hundred still a good price range. So if he's not a hundred percent and he's not playing at least sixty or so percent of the snaps, you don't really want to play him even at six thousand eight hundred, even though he has home run ability. Uh, pass catchers, I think, will be interesting. Christian Watson. He's got to be healthier now coming out of the bye. I expect some big things from him this year. He's only 5,600. Uh, you do got to worry about Pat Sertan uh, with the, the Broncos secondary. He hasn't been that great, um, but I expect him to at least shut down one of Watson or Dobbs. So it just depend on which one you think he's going to be on, where they're going to line up. Uh, you probably want to play the other one. i probably lean Dobbs um, just because I think they'll probably have Sertan on, on Christian Watson. Uh, but I don't really hate Jaden Reed also at 3,700. Again, just some, some good prices. And they're basically in the best matchup you can have against the Broncos. This week. And
1: Musgrave too at 3,300. That's a really good one. Uh, seven targets, eight targets. I'm looking at here for yeah. him uh, besides the game. He got hurt whenever he had a concussion. So he was involved too. 3,300 is real good for that. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, are you are you interested in playing Jamal Williams this week or
0: J- uh, Javante Williams this week? <laughs> not Jamal. Uh, you yeah, know he well, might be back on, on Thursday. But you never know. <laughs> J- Javante, no, he's still not getting the the volume that I want him to get. Um, sooner or later, I think he will. Like he's he's starting to look healthier. So hopefully he can stay healthy, get on the field. He only played thirty five percent of the snaps. McLaughlin kind of played forty. They got a P Ryan involved. So there's just too many monsters to to feed right now um, in that backfield. So I would I would hold off on anybody from the Broncos backfield at the moment.
1: I, I almost don't want to play anybody from the Broncos offense. You know, I mean, just <laughs> seriously, they just they look so so distraught out there again.
0: It's been ugly. Um, I think the safest bet's probably courtin Sutton. Um, you can see them start to to maybe get some younger guys involved because there's rumors that they're going to potentially trade, you know, Judy or Sutton. I know even the, the coats have been involved in Judy talks from what I've heard here locally. Um, Got to find some ways to get Marvin Mims on the field. You would think, um, which they haven't done, especially if they keep losing. Um, I do like the tight end situation. uh, If uh, Dodgers actually plays again, another hamstring. So don't hold your breath there. Uh, But 2,500 for a talent like Dodgers, if he's healthy, would be really good. Um, Really good salary. (laughs) Honestly, I think. Troutman, probably not, but if Doches is healthy and you think his hamstring holds up, I wouldn't mind him for 2500
1: It's as close as we're going to get this week to a 50-point game on this slate, Pierre. Los Angeles mm-hmm. Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs, right?
0: This and, is where and, everybody's going to be. Everybody's going to be playing this game.
1: Chargers against the Chiefs and, uh, and the referees. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> and, and is hey, Taylor
0: Swift going to be at the game? That's what I need to you know.
1: You know she is. Uh, that's, uh, Kansas city is favored by five and a half points. I mean, Kansas city is not that good for fantasy. They're you know not. what I mean? Uh, it's, it's just, it's just not Patrick Mahomes is kind of been a letdown a little bit this year for fantasy. I mean, he's He does Patrick Mahomes things. And, but that, you know, a 300 seems like way too much for him nowadays.
0: They just, they're just not fun anymore. Like you remember back when they were like fun. <laughs> Like you look forward to the Chiefs like every week, even if you weren't a fan of them. You know you got Tyreek running up and down the field and Kelsey, and I mean even last year like they wasn't they were still like airing it out some and and running fast. Now they're just grinding you out, dinking and dunking you down the field. It's just it's so boring to watch the Chiefs, but it's working for them, and there's no reason for them to change it. But with that being said, um, you need a team that can that can push them. In the past, that has been the Chargers. Um, they're coming off their own loss last night to the Cowboys, so they should be fired up here. So, if the Chargers can push them, that's what you need for Mahomes to kind of hit that ceiling. So, if there's a, a reason to take a chance on Mahomes, it'd be in a divisional game against a team that's really fast and paced, like the Chargers, that might be able to push them on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, and you talk about pushing them, it's possible, yeah. but. That defense is pretty tough, Kansas City is. You know what I mean? Like, they get off the field on third down, and that's the most important thing. They just, the other team doesn't get drives going and staying on the field, is what it is. And then you got Kansas City, like you said, on the other side grinding it out. Kansas City can get four yards without even opening up their eyes on the field. And you get three, four (laughs) yard plays, and all of a sudden they got a first down. They just keep doing that over and over again, is what ends up happening. I like Butker in this game, Pierre. That's why I like Butker. (laughs)
0: Oh, uh, you can't play kickers in the main slate. Maybe a showdown, okay. but I do, I, I do just think that all the the ownership and roster ship probably going to try to get here. Um, okay. I wouldn't force it just because their their salaries are like up. So yeah. both Herbert and Mahomes are both 8K, um, eight k, eighty three hundred. You look at Kelsey, he's eight k. Keenan Allen, he's eighty six hundred. Um, Eckler, he's eighty six hundred. So these guys are are priced up. So, if you are going to try to jam this game in, I think you got to find a way of, of getting unique. Um, for me, that's what Joshua Palmer, uh, concerns about his groin uh, last night, but he held up. I thought he looked really well um, with that groin injury. Um, he saw what, 90% of the snaps? I oh, want 97. So, him and Keen Allen, 97, 96% of the snaps. So, he's basically on the field for all but one play, and that may have been a, a nil down or something. <clears throat> so, you look at his price at 4800 it gives you a part of this high over-under. Uh, you look at last year against uh, the Chiefs, he had an a eight-catch game for 106 yards and, and two touchdowns in Week 11. He had a four-catch game uh, for 30 yards and a touchdown in Week 2 uh, with 13. Even if you get 13, that's just shy of that 15 or so that you would need from his, his three times the salary mark. Uh, so on the Charger side, I think I would lean uh, Josh Palmer and try to get a little cheap part. Of that offense, aside from Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler,
1: I like that. I, I don't mind that at all. That's that's a pretty good call. I don't, I I think Pacheco could possibly be in the mix yep. too at sixty one hundred. He he can get you that eighteen points that we'd like to see. If you wanted to get a little bit different on this, I don't. I think I'd stay away from Eckler. We got talked about Kelsey. No Gerald Everett. I know you don't like playing Gerald Everett, but he got <laughs>
0: know,
1: he got into last, last night, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got us ten. Not, not quite where we'd want to be. So, I don't know, Pierre. This this game it just <laughs> yeah, doesn't Kelsey, look he played Kelsey
0: Play um, Kelsey. If you can afford him. Uh, 8K. He hadn't been 100%, but he's still two weeks in a row. 22 plus. Yeah. Just fine. Again, look at this matchup last year. He got 38 uh, against the Chargers in week 11. Caught six for 115. Three touchdowns. Um, they kind of controlled him a little bit in week two. Uh, five for 51. But, I mean, if Taylor Swift's there, you're probably going to want Kelsey um, if you play Mahomes, you, you tend to need Kelsey because Mahomes doesn't have his big games without Kelsey. And then receiver, just flip a, flip a quarter, flip a coin. Uh, Rashid Rice seems to be coming on a little bit at 4,700 if you want to stomach the fact that he's only getting four or five targets at that price tag. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantley's running wind sprints up and down the field for 3,200 if the ball maybe goes his way. You know, he can get lucky there, especially with Justin Watson. Probably not going to play with his elbow issue. Okay,
1: all right. Well, it's time to play that game. Uh, let's see if you can find. I can find your quarterback. All right, Pierre. As you get this lineup going here a little bit, it's 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 one or two. Well, one or three. It's either Mahomes. It's either Allen, or else you're going to save some money. And I think you like Josh Allen this week, but I, I don't think that you want to pay up for that because he's just eighty two hundred. It's just it's going to be tough. I, I'm actually thinking you might go with a Sam Howell.
0: No way. <laughs> Um, if I was going down there it'd be the other end, it'd be Daniel Jones, honestly. I would take the, the gamble okay. on Daniel Jones if he is playing. But I, I'm paying up, and it's not for neither of the two that you mentioned. Really? Um, It's for Justin Herbert. Oh. um, I want Herbert at 8K just coming off a, a primetime game in which, you know, he missed some throws. And yeah, I feel like he probably thought he let his team down on some of those throws that he missed. He's played pretty well against the Chiefs. Uh, 20 in Week 11, 27.4 um, in Week 2. They're going to have to score points, I feel, to beat the Chiefs. And so I like Herbert at 8K. To go with Herbert, I'm going to go with the guy I talked about, and that's Josh Palmer at 4800 to, to kind of save some salary there. Um, but just to also have a, a, someone to stack with Herbert, go ahead and put Kelsey in at the tight end spot. Again, highest over under by about four or five points. So I want a part of this game. Uh, so give me Kelsey. Um, give me Josh Jacobs against your Bears. Uh, 7,400. Uh, regardless of who the quarterback is, I think he'll be really involved there. Uh, Zach Evans, I'll put in for now. Um, 4K, like he's great out best points per dollar, rightfully so, being minimum salary. What the volume that he's projected to get will he get that? I don't know. Um, can, kind of pay attention to the news for the Rams as the, the week goes on, but right now, I think you got to get Zach Evans in there. He's kind of a free square, uh, the say salary at 4K. Kenneth Walker, put him in the flex for me. Yeah, just to get a part of the Seattle, give me Kenneth Walker for 7K, bring it back with a correlation. Hollywood, Marquise Brown at 5,300. I uh, need a cheap defense here. Give me the Ravens. I don't see Goff doing it again. At least I hope he doesn't do it again if I play the Ravens' defense. So give me the Ravens against Goff on the road. That leaves 3K, and guess who's at 3K?
1: Uh, Mar- uh, Cooper
0: Cup. Yeah, I wish. Jalen Hyatt. Oh, hey, my boy. get your guy in there Jalen Hyatt. maybe he can get behind the defense take the top off uh Justin Herbert Zach Evans Josh Jacobs Marquise Brown Jalen Hyatt Joshua Palmer Travis Kelsey Kenneth Walker the third Ravens D I'm
1: gonna have to listen back to it and set the lineup like you said because I had typed in Cooper Cup and, and I already put him <laughs> in the lineup and I am over by like $6,200 so
0: no matter what. Hey, the, if, come Sunday, don't be surprised if I figure out a way to get it.
1: <laughs> Good job, Pierre. Thank you for all the information and staying on top of things. And I know you will always find a way to go out and make a positive impact in somebody's life today.